Greetings Trivia Churches, greetings to those joining us from elsewhere. Everyone is very welcome. This is Colin and we have our podcast for this week. And I will not be at church this Sunday. I'll be taking communion in Jedburgh and Chris Gentry will be leading the worship. And then at six o'clock in the evening, there'll be a, a, one of our informal communions at Hoselaw Chapel. And Ian Clark will take that, though I, I will be there. Um, the activities go on as usual. The craft group will resume a week on Monday. That's the 4th September. And we'll be having a ordination of elders. We're having three new elders, Catherine Mabin, Ray Redpath and John Stobart. And that will be Sunday the 10th of September. And an edict will be read out to that effect in church and please do look at the the website for all the other in um, notices intimations our call to worship i was glad when they said to me let us go to the house of the lord our feet are standing within your gates O jerusalem our help is in the name of the lord who made heaven and earth let us worship god we worship God in the hymn 124, Praise to the Lord. thanks to Heather and Gordon. Let us pray. Eternal God, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And yet you come to us afresh each and every new day. You breathe new life into what has grown tired and discouraged. 
You offer healing for what is worn and broken. You restore hope when things seem impossible. You are the source of life and love for all your creatures. And you renew us to put our love for you into action for the well-being of your creation. And so we worship you, Creator Christ and Holy Spirit, offering our prayers and praise to you now and always. Merciful God, we confess that we have strayed from your purposes. You set a path for us to follow, but we've conformed to the ways of this world. You give each one of us gifts to use for the work of your kingdom, but we wait for others to do what needs doing. Forgive us for taking the easy way out and renew in us the eagerness and energy to serve. And hear the good news, who is in a position to condemn us? Only Christ, and Christ died for us. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven and set free to God's generous grace. So let us make a fresh start today. Our family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever. Amen. We read from the book of Exodus, chapter 1, and from verse 15. Pharaoh said to the Hebrew midwives, whose names were Shifra and Puah, When you help the Hebrew women in childbirth and observe them in the delivery stool, if it is a boy, kill him. If it is a girl, let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys live. And when Pharaoh summoned the midwives and asked them, Why have you done this? Why have you let the boys live? The midwives answered, The Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. They are vigorous and give birth before the midwives arrive. So God was kind to the midwives, and the people increased, became even more numerous. And we turn to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 16, and from verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. 
and he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Amen. And God bless these readings from his holy word. All praise be to God's name. The hymn 522, The Church is Wherever God's People Are Praising. Let us pray, source of all wisdom and understanding. Amid so many competing voices, let us hear your word for our times. Send your Holy Spirit to help us discern your will and follow the path Jesus sets for us as your living word. Amen. I don't know if you've been following the news, but this week Lucy Letby was convicted of murdering little babies. It was a horrifying case, more so because she was a nurse. She was supposed to be saving lives, to be looking after the babies in her care. She was supposed to be an angel of life and not an angel of death. Happens that in the lectionary reading from the Old Testament this week, it features the two midwives right at the start of Exodus. But in their case... Pharaoh had ordered them to kill the baby boys, but they refused to obey. Instead, they worked for life. In Exodus, we often ignore the first chapter and rush to the second, where Moses is found and hidden in the bulrushes. Until that, his Pharaoh's daughter comes upon him and raises him up in the palace. But we shouldn't ignore these two remarkable women. Joseph, of course, of the amazing Technicolor Dream Court fame, had governed Egypt, had brought prosperity. He'd brought his family, his 11 brother, brothers and their families to stay. And for generations, they lived happily. But there came a time when Pharaoh remembered Joseph no more. Maybe the economy was sliding, maybe there were tensions in the borders, but Pharaoh needed a scapegoat to blame for society's ills. And it's always easy to blame someone who's different. 1930s Germany, they blamed the Jews. Today, often we blame asylum seekers and immigrants. But Pharaoh blamed the Israelites. He enslaved them to build his various monuments, but that wasn't enough. The population was growing. And so he decided on infanticide. It's horrific. But here at the beginning of the story of Moses, Pharaoh 
called the midwives, instructed them to kill any baby boy born of the Hebrews. But Shephra and Puah were invested to bring forth life. They feared God, so they subversively disobeyed and pretended that they always were arriving just too late. They were heroines. And because of them, Moses and the Israelites survived. What have you done this week to change the world? Anything. But the story of the two midwives tells us that each one of us can make a difference. We may have heard of the, the, the butterfly effect. How a butterfly flapping its wings in the Amazon can cause a ripple. It can ultimately affect the weather in Europe. Obviously, a lot of butterflies have been flapping their wings just now. But how a small thing we can we do can have consequences, good or bad. And in the case of the midwives, their actions saved lives, including those who later would escape with Moses from Egypt and go into the wilderness aiming for the promised land. Some actions can be courageous and big. Others can be small, yet all ripple out. The challenges, the challenges as always to have that encouraging work, to make that small visit, to be with God's people. But this passage, with the oppression of the, the Israelites, also raises issues of persecution in the world today. I'm conscious that this past week again has seen in Pakistan a large number of churches and homes of Christians destroyed because of a rumour that pages of the Quran had been burnt. But it reminded me of when I was in Egypt as a mission partner. I visited the city of Minya, the heartland of the Coptic church, but mobs had rampaged through the city, destroying 70 churches, burning Bibles and whatever else there was. And one of my students had had to rescue his grandmother from her burning flat. It had happened a few years before I was there, but I still saw some of the damage. But while I was there, and I've told this story before, suicide bombers entered churches causing so many deaths. And on a Pam Sunday, I'd been in the cathedral in Alexandria early on before going to the, the Presbyterian church whose services started later. But only to hear in the middle of the service a noise, a bang, and thereafter, as I walked through the city, I walked in broken glass because a bomb had gone off just where I had been in that cathedral. Fortunately, the bombers didn't enter the building or it would have been carnage, but they were stopped by the police at the gateway. And the bomb had gone off, killing the same police who, who I had been talking to only an hour or so beforehand. But the effect of the bombings didn't mean that people suddenly stopped going to church, but rather their opposite. People's faith was strengthened by the suffering that they endured. 
I think that was the case in the church as well. In Matthew's Gospel, read how Jesus was at Caesarea Philippi and asked the disciples who people said he was. Some said John the Baptist or one of the other prophets. But then Jesus was direct with them and quick as a f- and said, who do you say I am? And quick as a flash, Peter affirmed that Jesus was the Messiah, the son of the living God. Maybe he didn't understand fully what the Messiah was or who the Messiah was. But he recognized how special this man was that he and his friends followed. He'd seen Jesus heal the lame, kiss the leper clean, feed the multitude. He'd heard words of love and forgiveness and felt the touch of Jesus in his life. And he believed. At that point, at that turning point, Jesus then turned his face to Jerusalem and the suffering that he would endure as he gave himself for the life of the world. In so many countries, Christians and others have stood up for their faith in the face of tyranny, in the face of bullies. But strengthened by the example of Jesus, Jesus who took up his cross and died for the world, died for you and me, As we reflect on his life and suffering, may we, with Peter, truly affirm, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. The hymn 739, The Church's One Foundation. And we pray to the God who made us and loves us. We come with our prayers of intercession. Let us pray. God of love, pray for all who are fighting to combat the challenges of a changing climate, where wildfires rage and floods engulf, and people are devastated. In particular, we pray for the people of Canada and Hawaii at this time. We pray, too, for all who are working to rebuild and rescue. 
or leaders who create policies that will help heal our planet. Pray for peace in a world where many have known nothing but war. For the people of Ukraine, for the people of Yemen. Pray too for all who flee conflict, only to find themselves persecuted and reviled by their neighbours. As we remember Shifra and Pua, the two midwives who helped save God's people, give thanks for the skill and dedication of all health workers who seek to help others. We remember too those who suffered at the hands of people they thought they could trust. So we pray for all the families affected by the actions of Lucy Letby. Pray for all who are unwell, at home, in hospital, for those waiting test results, and those whose mental health is, is causing concern. Also pray for those who have lost loved ones. And pray that you, you'll be there to encourage them, to support them. We pray for ourselves, our friends, our family, knowing that God sees and knows each need. And in a moment of silence, we pray for those most in our hearts this day. God of love, we offer our prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, knowing that our help is in you, the maker of heaven and earth. Amen. And our closing hymn is 518, Lift Up Your Hearts. So go in peace to love and to serve the Lord and may the peace of God and may the love of God and may the joy of God be in your hearts this day and even forevermore. Amen.